Hey, friends and foes, welcome to Brushwork Podcast. My name is Stephanie Scott, and today we're talking about how to earn a living through blogging with Art Studio Life's Elizabeth Larson Kohler. Today we talk about blogging, Pinterest, making money through all sorts of ways that aren't traditional for the artist, ways that you can use your knowledge that you already have to actually earn some money to support your artwork. We talk about schedules, we talk about habits, we talk about hobbies. You're going to like this interview. And without further ado, here's my interview with Elizabeth. Elizabeth, welcome to Freshwork. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm honored to be here and yeah, very happy to share everything. I was browsing around Pinterest one day because I was like, I got about a million and one notifications on my phone from a pin that I had pinned four and a half years ago on a like a little handmade sketchbook that I had made recently. And I hadn't gotten any sort of action on there for a while. And so I was like, why am I getting so much attention from Pinterest suddenly? This is very confusing. So I go onto the platform and it's like completely different than, you know, it was four and a half years ago. And I was like, oh, there is there's a lot of artists on here. There's a lot of art content on here. And I have a podcast. I want to put that on the internet more places. And I want content that is evergreen, right? Like things that come back, no matter how old it is, right? You put something on there and it shows up again. And then I started seeing this one creator over and over again. And I was like, how do you, uh, you know, start oil painting for beginners? And I was like looking that up. And then I kept seeing all these pins and it was like, what kind of fabric is good to paint on? And what kind of historians? And it was all art studio life. And more art studio life and art studio life. And that is Elizabeth. And y'all, it's funnier because I had no idea it was you. And I've met Elizabeth like seven years ago, eight years ago, like back in 2015. It's a little scary to think of how long ago it was. But yeah. <laughs> and I had no idea you had this brand. And I was like, how did this pass me by? And then so I click on your website and I'm like, that's Elizabeth but she has a new last name now and she's doing this whole thing and she's got this incredible brand. So this is Elizabeth from Art Studio Life and welcome. You're here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. It's so good. Most of my questions today are about Pinterest, but also Art Studio Life is just a top tier brand. And as far as I understand, I think I've done a little bit of homework here. You run this with your husband. Is that correct? I do. Oh, good. that's actually, I'm, I'm impressed that you know that. Um, we, we've been, I, we've been sort of wanting to, cause he's not, cause it's, I'm more kind of the face of the brand and right. we've been wanting to bring him in more because he is, I mean, art studio life would not be what it is without him. Um, he's completely central to absolutely everything we do. <laughs> um, so yes, we, we, um, run it together. Most excellent. You you produce so much content and there's so much going on with this with this brand you've got. I was like, there's no way she's doing this by herself. Yeah, because no, like <laughs> I'm trying to run brushwork by myself and I'm like, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> and so you've got you've got Pinterest, you've got your website, your blog, which I believe is your main money maker. You've got uh, courses, you've got a mailing list, you have a YouTube channel, you've got what else what what am I missing here? Yeah, so I I did recently. I think I and I think we noticed each other on TikTok. Um, so yes. I just very very recently started, and I haven't really done much yet, but I have plans to do more. So I did start a TikTok account with just because I want to try to. Um, 
attract younger uh, younger audiences to mm-hmm. um, art studio life so that and and also in a way it, it's been really fun to be anonymous and to for to not know I've actually on purposely not wanted TikTok to find people on my contact list I've just wanted to because I think it's broaden there's the scope. A, something that's pardon me to broaden the scope Basically, yeah, yeah. Scope and I'll, yeah, and I think it's anyway. It's been very freeing to just um, put out whatever, find out what works, and just to to really feel free on the platform. So that so in a way, I've been trying to have fun, just fun with TikTok and see what works and what doesn't. So anyway, I'm on TikTok as well, um, but still more to do with that. There's still more. There's will never be enough to do, but there's no, also too no. much to do. <laughs> no. Yes. First, can you to give some background to people who don't know your work? Can you tell me a little bit about what kind of paintings you make professionally outside of art studio life? Yeah, yeah. So I I primarily consider myself um, a painter before kind of anything that I do at art studio life. That's kind of my my um, most important aspect of, of what I do. So I, I'm primarily an oil, oil painter. I work from life. So meaning I um, primarily paint from observation. So paint from what I see. Um, which is um, kind of a, can be anything. I do a lot of still life work. I do landscapes. I, I do want to get much more into figure painting and, and doing mm. portraits, um, but that's kind of um, my painting and what I, the, the way I work and what I do. I also, of course, drawing, painting and drawing go hand in hand. I love working with charcoal and um, graphite pencil. Your still lives are some of my favorite paintings that Oh, maybe I've you. ever seen I love your botanicals I love it when you have little statues I love it when I can't <laughs> figure out what the thing is it's like they're very good um if y'all are watching this it's I have her gallery pulled up on screen here but if you are just listening she has very soft a very soft touch I would say in your in your paintings when I look at them I'm like they feel soft they look soft and you, I mean even when you have hard edges and everything like that it's very delicate and it's very there's a lot of atmosphere even when Mm. you're looking at just a painting of say a bull with a scrap of paper like it's just like oh I I know what kind of day it is and I know what it feels like to be that room on that kitchen looking at this bull and it's it's lovely you do a great job which I think makes you a good teacher (laughs) thank you yeah well I definitely I completely credit just everything I do to the training that I had in the teachers that I've I've had over the years because I I really have just realized just how fortunate I was I think often didn't realize just how fortunate I really really was just to have the kind of training and the environments that I was in so I I, I'm just I'm very thankful and grateful for for that and it's good (laughs) (laughs) it's good it's good who were who are some of your uh, I guess your let's say your favorite teachers (laughs) Yeah, well, I so I started um, I, the painting program at, at the University of Washington, mm-hmm. and um, I had Ann Gale was primarily my instructor while I was there, and she is phenomenal. I love her very much. Um, so that I feel like m- my experience there was very against becoming an artist, becoming a painter, but going through um, kind of I just long long story short I ended up in the in the art program art department and um, just taking some classes with her just I never looked back because they're just um, so really opened my eyes to um, what painting is and what painting does and what painting can be Um, and so that she was definitely was and is still a major influence just in my painting and um, 
studying with Israel Hirschberg equally in different ways was mm-hmm. very influential for me as a painter and still is. Um, I think the instructors, the, the uh, teachers that we have in our lives, I feel they their instructions still live on. And I think that's what makes a good teacher is when even as you grow and develop years after you leave school, like you still have those words going through your mind because you understand the different layers of what they were saying. Because often yeah. <laughs> there are yeah. things that I know like Aunt Gail would tell me and then it wasn't until years later, I was like, oh, this is what she meant. I, I didn't get this earlier, but now I do. Um, so so that's, yeah, they're excellent. Um, yeah, wonderful people. I often have moments where a teacher will have taught me something even a decade ago and I'll be like thinking about it one day and be like, oh, I get it. Like sometimes it takes a really, really, really long time for something to sink in that your teachers oh, taught totally. you. <laughs> I know. Nice. And it's like, so for me, I'm like, oh, was I, goodness, I feel a little silly. Like I took that long, but <laughs> like, you know, you got to okay. marinate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now you are a teacher, right? You teach your own courses. Can you tell me about some of your courses that you teach? Yeah, so I um, I have quite I have a a different range of courses, and I was um, just that they're all primarily I I teach oil painting, but one could do use acrylic as well, and I have um, kind of just different tiers and levels. Um, I have a book, a color mixing master guide book, um, that I. In, yeah, an ebook um, that came about as a result of just seeing um, everything to do with color mixing was very popular, and I was seeing that that was a want and need, and so that that's something that actually does really well, um, fortunately. And then I have a course; it's a then kind of a step up from that. I have a color mixing masterclass um, course, which is basically come it's video format basically what I have in the book but you actually can see it in real life and there's there's more it goes more in depth with color mixing and then I have um, master painting process which is all about um, just the painting process and how to go through a go through the each process of yeah. the painting but then also just the kind of the processes of painting that kind of surround that uh, how to you know kind of develop a schedule for your painting how to um just there kind of our micro and macro aspects to the paint process and that's what that is all about so then fundamentals that's one of my big courses is that goes through the fundamentals of painting and how and like color lights um and just all, all of those aspects that kind of can prize of the language of painting because those are that's when you understand those and learn those you can really paint anything you want so that's why I consider that one of kind of my most important biggest courses and my most recent course that I created is um, painting with color which is of how to so that kind of actually is a next step level up from my color mixing masterclass course course which is how to then apply color mixing to actual painting and how you then kind of interpret what you see into color so it's kind of just a brief overview of the courses that I have on on the websites. Um, but that that was kind of a, a development over time. Kind of initially, first started just putting out free content on my website, and mm-hmm. that's kind of where I initially started. Was kind of at that sort of spot. It's rad. How? <laughs> what convinced you that you wanted to teach art? Yeah. Um, so I initially started actually teaching pre kind of creating website. I, I taught just at an art center, um, up 
in northern Washington state. Okay. And that, that's where I, and it was just kind of more casual. It was just once a week. Um, the classes were fairly small. Uh, it tended to consist more of retired people. Um, and it was, it was a very good experience. I, I, those like, I was, you know, of course, nervous initially when first starting and you feel like, oh, what do I have to teach? You know, and well, it'd be a good teacher, you know, all, all those kind of, um, things that go through your mind. Um, but I, I gained confidence just going through that and just having really lovely people um, nice. in the class who really appreciated um, the material and that, you know, that gives you confidence kind of when you do that. And then it come kind of time later, I actually was very against teaching online. I really? did not. Yes, 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 yes. I had, I, to me, it felt a little cheap, a little like, oh, like, know that I think I was very concerned I I feel a little silly saying this but I was very concerned about how it would be perceived from the outside because just coming from I feel like uh ideas perceptions about just what painting uh, a painter should do or what it should look like just how you present yourself but to me it seemed like oh it I feel too salesy, markety, kind of you know, mm-hmm. selling, doing courses online. So I, I had, I struggled with this, which is funny for me to now think back on. But my husband was actually, it was really great to just have conversations with him about this and it just helped me to go through that process and realize that it didn't have to be that and it wasn't that. And it's kind of more me just kind of putting that um, on, just that yeah. aspect of things. So yeah, um, but really um, what, and, forced me in a way um, to actually start teaching online and start really putting um, stuff online was mm-hmm. was just kind of the place I was at in life and um, seeing my husband not enjoy his job at all like mm-hmm. just it was it's very hard when you see a person you love um, just hating going to work every day and I yeah. did not want that and it was just really difficult and hard to kind of see that happen and um, I had left um, I was working uh, as a translator, translating. I grew up bilingual German English, and so I was translating stuff from art auctions um, from German to English. Um, it sounds more glamorous than it really was. Um, <laughs> it didn't paint. It did not pay very well. Um, I, I had left that, um, and I wanted to be able to contribute in some way, and also maybe get him out of his job because I was reading just how incredible I I feel like I'd always heard oh blogging is dead you shouldn't blog and people told me no don't do blogging but I was reading on Google just otherwise like people were able to make full-time incomes from blogging and from you know just uh, putting out information online and and you know there's specific ways that you then make that income which we can probably get into later but um yeah that that made me realize wow this sounds like it's a real thing um why it doesn't hurt to try so I I I did that I just spent 50 dollars to get domain for for a whole year to get website hosting and all that so so that's how I then started um to initially get information up online on website and I just started writing what I knew which is about painting and started mm-hmm. teaching just by writing articles. Like you probably saw how to start oil painting, mm-hmm. how to, you know, how to paint clouds, how to, <laughs> in a way they were very beginner oriented because that's what most people are searching. It's true. Them. It's very true. And yeah. you have a lot of, you're even your more recent ones. I feel like the majority of your articles are still towards beginners. Yes. It's like, how do you use the yes. best warm and cool colors in your art? That's very handy yes. if you're a beginner because you don't mm-hmm. even think, should I use warm and cool colors? You're just like blue and red. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's the truth. 
That is very good. And I feel like your reservations about teaching online were really quite common when you first started. But mm. even even now thinking, oh, is it, you know, two on the nose? Is this is this worth my knowledge, right? And the yeah. effort of learning how to make an online course and or a blog or whatever, like that's a job in itself. But it's very cool that you've been able to do this full time now with your husband and get him out of the job he hates. We love that. <laughs> and it's it's so good. What was your experience like writing your own ebook? Was that fun? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was um it in a way it was it was great and it was difficult. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was kind of both things at at the same time. Um, but it in, in a way it was it was wonderful because I was able to compile like stuff I'd actually already written beforehand and use it and put it together uh in the ebook it's 150 pages with which sounds like a lot which it kind of is but it, is. it was stuff I I had I'd written a lot of stuff beforehand already and it it since it's a color mixing guide it has a lot of color charts um so it's not like everything is written but there we are love a lot pictures of <laughs> pardon me we love pictures yes we do we <laughs> love pictures we love pictures yeah so that um is an aspect that is um a little yeah kind of adds to kind of I, I don't know if if one want to say making it easier to kind of add pages to it because with those color charts of course you're working to you know you're mixing up colors and you're creating them and you're you know photographing them you're putting you know uh, all of that but um I think one of the most difficult aspects for creating the book was was just formatting and mm. kind of that more technical aspect of it and putting it kind of the layouts getting it correct and I I used a program which I won't mention because I do not recommend it Great. Um, I wouldn't want anyone to go through no, no. <laughs> yeah, using this particular program I did. Um, I won't use it ever again. But um, uh, yeah, so I, um, but the, it was, it was a good experience. And I do actually recommend um, to make any for people who are interested in kind of um, teaching online, um, making an ebook, because it's really good to have a product that you can have be more uh, lower priced. Um mm-hmm video courses you want to have higher price because you take more time and there's just more content and more things you're teaching and then having something that's a lower priced item because then people get to kind of experience what you have to offer and then decide oh maybe I won't actually take a course this was really great enjoy this so just get a little taste and it's that's good right. you right. hook them in yeah. <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's that's excellent are you planning on making any future ebooks yeah, actually good. That's a, that's a good question because I, I just recently decided I, I am going, I have kind of a, a series of books that I will be starting to work on um, kind of coming up here in a bit. Um, I, the ebooks are, are, I found it's, it's, it's been good um, having ebooks. So it's good. It's good. Uh, any sneak peeks on future topics or should we just make them oh, wait? One of them. I'll, I'll, I'll reveal <laughs> one of them. Um, it has to do with kind of uh, value, okay. um, kind of tonal values and uh, just painting and drawing with tonal values, how to simplify and kind of not just touching on, uh, of course, you know, there'll be aspects that beginners can approach, but also have things that relates for um more advanced painters as well and that's something i'm working on in general is having because we just touched on that of having a lot of the things that i have on the website is more you know beginners but it's actually also works for advanced painters too but Mm -hmm. i do 
want to really touch on advanced topics as well um, to kind of um, just be able to contribute to those people as well who kind of are wanting that. Yeah, it's great. Oh, that's going to be so fun. I can't wait to get it. I'm like, should I write an ebook? This is great. This is a good idea. Yeah, no, I mean, it really, honestly, really is really great because for one, it's a, it's a digital product. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not a, a physical product that you have to pay money ahead of time to have printed, shipped out, out. Yeah. deal with all those things. Um, it's digital. If people are unhappy for whatever reason, um, it always happens, no matter how wonderful you are, how wonderful your product is, there's, there's people who... Um, you know, want refunds. So that that takes away from just you're you're not losing money in a way because it is it's a it's a digital product. So it's mm-hmm. you don't you don't have to pay more for every um besides money lost and just refunds that do happen because there's there's always you know that transaction. But um I I, I think everyone if they're interested should make an ebook a digital product. Yeah. They're they're so great. And if you listener, if you're interested in learning more about the mechanics of running your own blog, uh, Elizabeth has this very cool how to start a blog on her website. <laughs> and you can just sign up here and you get to learn more. So you should check it out. I will have it linked in the show notes. Um, these are they're so good. Yeah, that's something that we plan. We don't have a lot there yet, um, but do have plans to um, really kind of add more to that. And we have a kind of sneak peek we have a, a we're have plans to have an a, just a whole other website that just deals all with that to kind of because I feel like I've definitely become an evangelist for like everyone should do a blog everyone should you know because it's <laughs> such a it's honestly it's been a, an amazing journey for me to just see and witness just how I, I feel like for much of my much of my life as an artist just you know for all of us I think who are painters artists it's like okay how do we make money and also be able to yeah you know work on our on, be serious artists not just you know kind of here and there but actually have um kind of an art practice a painting practice um and but at the same time you know really make a normal income um not just you know small amounts that you know you can't really live off of and and this has been an amazing way to be able to do that um for both my husband and I to have a full-time income and and it's it that allows space it allows time that you can actually work and be in be a painter so as an artist not having the pressure of your finances weigh upon every painting you make is really yes. nice yes <laughs> And that's exactly why I wanted to, um, you know, and I think it just is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I personally made the choice. I didn't want to have just my income dependent on sales of paintings um, because I felt like every time I did have a commission or something, it just made me uh, not as free with what I created and the paintings that I made. So Mm -hmm. I, I, well, I, it's been um, very freeing to have something that's very separate from my own work and, and teaching has a it's very in a way you know of course yeah it takes energy and there's effort and time but it's also very life-giving seeing people excited about you know learning and excited about their work so it has I think enormous benefits it feels good I as someone whose bread and butter is commissions that's that's mine I I totally understand the 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 draw to you know make lots of content that actually pays you and it's it's really nice it's really nice um speaking of getting paid (laughs) (laughs) when you go to elizabeth's website artstudiolife.com 
you you're gonna notice a lot of ads. How do you feel about ads on your yes. website? They're great. Uh, you they know, pay you. <laughs> so at first, I'll kind of go back to kind of the very beginning days of building a website. So I started it mm-hmm. um, end of 2019. Uh, so I, I would say maybe about September 2019 is when I sort of really started it. And my goal was actually to be able to make enough traffic. And I started on Pinterest because I saw it because that's what all the bloggers were saying. Hey, Pinterest, you actually because Pinterest was great because it's not about, um, you know, how many followers you have, about people knowing you, about having uh, likes. It's about um, you You get actual people going to your website because mm-hmm. you you attach a link to your pin mm-hmm. um, and then people, you bring traffic to your website. And I, I uh, and that's, so that's how I started. And I kind of was quite aggressive, like making pins. Um, and so then my goal to kind of go um, lead this into you asking me about the ads yeah. was to make to get enough traffic to be able to then start making money. Um, and I knew that there was this particular ad agency you needed at that time, they've actually raised it. You needed 25,000 sessions a month. So that was my goal to be able to make that much, much um, kind of uh, sessions um, yeah. to be able to then be able to apply to this ad agency, which was able to do um, nice. maybe in four four months time. I can't remember. I know it was, it was really, um, exciting. Um, and so that was the initial first way that made money, made some mm-hmm. income. Of course, it's not a ton at first, um, but it grows with time. Um, and so yeah, kind of fast forward now to today. Um, it, it's still a significant part right now because we have, we get a lot more traffic now that mm-hmm. of course they initially did, um, got a hundred, is that, it kind of you know fluctuates all the time. One hundred twenty thousand yeah. page views a month or so. That's great. On our website, but um, so that so it's a it's a decent amount of income for us, kind of having ads. However, we do want to at some at some point in the future be able to um, cancel those, get get rid of the ads, um, because they are they can be distracting, um, annoying as we all know. <laughs> you know when we go to websites that have ads, it's like all right, you have this. <laughs> pop up and these different things happen. So, but it is right now, it is a significant part of our income and all of the information on the website is free. Um, it's entire, yes, all entirely free. So I guess the way I see is that people are getting free information. Mm -hmm. Um, but we of course need to be able to pay for our bills. You gotta, (laughs) it helps, it helps to do that. Yes. I, I'm the kind of person who will pay like YouTube to not have ads. Have you ever considered a membership type of program? So I have, um, and I, I have had people kind of suggest it sometimes like, Oh, do a Patreon. Um, however, that isn't, it's something I I've sort of shied away from because I, I feel like with that, I would have to feel um, pressured to kind of every month create a certain amount of content um, that would be just yeah. for membership people. Um, so that, so I've, I've uh, at the moment shied away from that, um, but it might be something to consider more in the future. Um, so I, yeah, it's something still kind of weighing um, whether I do it or not. I was looking at all the articles you've writ- written and you can sort it by date here. And I'm like, Elizabeth and co <laughs> gets usually uh, two or three articles out every single month, which is kind of why I asked the question. I'm like, you're already kind of doing that. So, some months are different than others, but that's, yeah, it's good. Also, yes. all the content is very distinct and you're always learning something very different, which is very fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I do make quite a bit of content every month. Um, however, the 
um, kind of, I, I have it. So I have a fairly large email list, um, about, Ooh, tell me about that. 34,000 subscribers at the moment. Um, so that's kind of, that. <laughs> it's kind of built, built over time. Um, and the, the way kind of, we were able to build this, um, email subscriber list was through, and again, when I say we just, to just to reiterate it again, my, I mean, my husband and I, because we both, um, do this together, he's, you know what's your husband's name integral to everything we do um he was a web developer I think I forgot to mention this beforehand um so that's that's handy we love that handy <laughs> yes um <laughs> skills that he adds to this um that's a that's a big piece of information but um all, all that to say so um 34,000 subscribers that we send then our articles out to mm-hmm. and it's through our email list that we're actually make the bulk of our income um, and so it's, wow. so that's the reason why I kind of have free content and free information that we send out because then that, then people are, are able to learn and they, mm-hmm. and they experience kind of my teaching and what I share. Um, and they're able to, in a way, um, learn, you know, learn from it and, and decide, oh, I really like this. I enjoy this. So then in time, when I open up, you know, roll into a course, they're like, oh man, yeah, I want to sign up because I learned a lot from Elizabeth and I want to take a course from her. So, so that's the reason for kind of having that free content. And I feel like if I didn't have all that free content and kind of made it available to everyone, then wouldn't be able to um, kind of make those connections with people and, and then have people sign up for the courses for my paid courses. That's right. That's right. How often are you, can you tell me about the structure of your mailing list? How often are you sending emails? Um, What do you think the secrets are? Secrets is a strong word (laughs) of getting that number of people onto onto your mailing list. Yeah, so um, I try to send out an email at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say like for that, it's having a new fresh piece of content. Sometimes I take an old piece of content and I rewrite it because maybe it wasn't, it was something from a long time ago and the SEO was really bad because I didn't know anything about Google SEO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I rewrite it, rework it. Um, and then, but all that to say is I send out, try to send out new fresh piece of content once a week. Um, it usually always links to an article that I have on the website. Sometimes it's just, you know, something I'm teaching, some thoughts that I have that are, they're just in the email, but most of the time it links to something. Yeah. And then, however, if I'm running a sale or have open enrollments, mm-hmm. there'll be more emails um, that will be sent out. So, yeah. And that's then great. the way, that's a great question, the way that I get, um, have gotten kind of built it up to that many subscribers is by having a free offering. Um, and for me, I, and again, this kind of goes a little bit back to, I th- I'm pretty sure I initially noticed this from working on Pinterest, just my, all my color mixing stuff was very popular. Mm-hmm. And I noticed on the color mixing articles were very popular. I was like, oh, I'll make a free color mixing guide um, because it seems to be something that speaks to people. So, um, which was baffling to me because to me, it seemed like, you know, you just mix, you know, this and this together. You just this. do it. So, you, know, you just you do just- it. <laughs> So I'll make, I'll, I'll make a free color mixing guide. And it's been incredibly just great because that's, it's literally from our free color mixing guide that we've built up our email list to 34,000 people. Um, so that's, um, that, that is what I would recommend to anyone who's interested in doing something like this. Um, make a free guide, go to Canva, mm-hmm. 
you can uh, free, um, you know, design software, make it, make, make a free guide, um, something that, you know, will resonate with your audience, or you can find out, you can try different kinds of free guides mm-hmm. and see what, what people are most interested in and do that. Something that has a little bit of value, something that gets yes. people coming back for more. It's absolutely great yeah, advice. You really, that's so crucial. Something that what you just said really hits the nail on the head is adding value. Um, mm-hmm. We all, uh, you know, we don't like to think of it that way, but we're all selfish and in the sense of, you know, we all are kind of looking out for what's in it for me and mm-hmm. what I will add value for me. And, um, and that's also why I decided to kind of do this website because it seemed easier to add value to other people's lives than figure that out with selling my paintings. Um, <laughs> and I admire people who do that with their paintings like you. I think it's brilliant what you've been doing. Thank um, you. And I, I haven't. I haven't really um, figured that out yet for myself, but um, but yeah, kind of adding value um, is absolutely how to do it. Yeah, it's it keeps it fun too, and it keeps it interesting. And I'm sure it's like the creativity that comes in making new content every week is very similar creativity that comes to making a new painting. And yes. I feel like creatives are unusually equipped to do this to do this kind of work. Yeah. You- and I think too, it's like, I think cre- people are creative. It's also, and maybe more willing to fail and just kind of throw, mm-hmm. I, I guess the way I like to think of throw spaghetti at the wall, because yes. that's what it really requires. Just like trying whatever's at your hand. So like just trying everything out and then seeing what sticks and yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's so good. <laughs> I want to look, take a quick look at your, your Pinterest page. Cause this is um, really what made me call you up. <laughs> I, I have this um, pulled up on the screen right here and it's so masterfully done. So if you scroll and you scroll and scroll and scroll, uh, Elizabeth has made thousands of pins. I couldn't even get to the bottom because she's making so many. And I think she has this genius formula that if you look at just the ones she's created, it's like seven realism paintings that you need to know. And then it's like realism paintings that are really going to help you out. And then it's like realism paintings and it's like the same image, but it's like a little bit different and a little bit changed. And you can tell that I can tell that you're experimenting every single time you post something to see what's going to stick. And you've been doing this for a long time. When did you first start your Pinterest page? Yeah. So that would be kind of the end of 2019 that I started Pinterest page. And I, I got really, and then also I should say a lot of those pins are kind of maybe half done by myself and half my husband. Um, Great. And it's like, and it's funny because some of, because we both have very different ways of designing. So it was, mm-hmm. was fun for us to kind of see, oh, you know, this one did well that I did, this one did well he did. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I was really lucky. And in a sense, I, the, the time that I started with Pinterest kind of end of 2019, um, people were getting really good traffic. I kind of hit the end of, end of the sort of, um, height of Pinterest traffic, mm-hmm. um, which was fortunate because then I was able to get that boost to my website and then be able to you know and and I think it's very important when you're starting something new you you can for yourself see this is real because mm-hmm. I heard from other people like oh they, they were able to make an income from having a blog but mm-hmm. it's always different you know you don't you had never experienced that yourself you don't know if this is really real so I think that helped me to experience that this is real doing this and um yeah but that's, that's, uh, but I, and I, it has changed over time, but I, but it's still an amazing platform to work on and, and do. And it, and it is, it is, I think getting better now because they took away some, some abilities to link, 
which mm. made a lot of people upset, a lot of content creators. No, no. They, I know, which is, you know, it's sort of like, wait, this is, this isn't, this you is know, the point. <laughs> this is the point of why you're on Pinterest to get people to your website. And also, it's also the point of why I, if, if I ever go on Pinterest as a user, mm-hmm. I want to be able to go to the website to get more information, to read more. Um, but of course, they're trying to keep people on the Pinterest platform. But I think they're realizing that yeah, no, this, no, we actually, we're actually Pinterest. We shouldn't try to be TikTok or Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We, we should have people. Cause I, that's, I think what a lot of so, social medias are trying to be like what the popular media is doing, but it's, I, they just need to, they're losing, they lose their identity then. And it's because what makes Pinterest so amazing is what Pinterest is, which is pins and being able to, you know, learn new things, learn new ideas and learn more about those things by going to the links that are linked to the pins it's top tier what I love most about Pinterest is that it feels archival it feels like something mm-hmm. that you posted ages ago can yep. and still make traction yep. and Absolutely. like for example um our friend here Elizabeth from Art Studio Life has uh, 4.4 million monthly views which is holy cats a number <laughs> I I, I like got stuck on the followers and I was like, that's amazing because that's almost as many followers as you have email subscribers. Um, and then I was like, wow, that's a lot of people looking at each one of these pins. And, you know, you you look at one pin and then maybe you back out and you look at another one. Then you click on the website and it's just like, oh, the website is so much cooler. Like the Pinterest board is really cool, but the website is just like where all the content's at. And then you're like, okay, then I'm going to subscribe to the mailing list and then I'm going to get even more info from Elizabeth to my email every single week. And that's really fun. Like it's all, it feeds itself, right? You put things on Pinterest and it feeds the website, which feeds the YouTube, which feeds this and that and other. And it's, it's top tier. I, Thank you. Thank I don't you. think Pinterest is dead. I think it's actually coming back because I've been hearing yes. more and more and more about it lately from people that I wouldn't necessarily call as a source for Pinterest. And mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, it's so good. I've done some experiments of my own trying to put past episodes of brushwork on Pinterest. And I am learning so many things about what people like and don't like. Elizabeth, what are your top tips for making a good pin? Top tips. Yeah, I would. So I would say making it very, um, making simple Mm -hmm. for one, keeping it simple and and making sure that it's very easily legible because, you know, people are scrolling, you know, as we were all well aware because we all kind of do a scroll and like (laughs) something, yeah, something that, you know, making really clear letters, uh, very legible and having a beautiful image. Um, And so that's, that's my number one tip. And honestly, um, I wouldn't, um, but I just worry too much about making it super pretty. Mm-hmm. I actually found that a lot of pins that I've made that are almost, you know, design wise kind of ugly, uh, did well. <laughs> so, and I, I've heard other people, ex- uh, extremely successful bloggers, um, who get an enormous amount of traffic say that as well. Um, so, so don't get, you know, of course, you, you know, if, if it, if you enjoy making it look pretty and all that, that's, that's wonderful, but don't, you don't need to get too hung up on that. The mm-hmm. most important thing is to consider is making it super legible and yeah. having just really clear imagery and, and making sure that it really shows what your article is about or whatever you're linking to your video or whatever it is. It needs to be about what you're linking it to. It needs to be super legible. And, you know, some of these have your brand colors, I would say, usually just your icon, but it doesn't have to follow your brand colors. What's more important is that people are reading it and then they're clicking on it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, in, and I, it all also another thing, cause you were mentioned before, just how you saw like one that was, you know, the uh, slightly different, but it was the mm-hmm. same topic, same article. Um, and it, that that's another important thing to make different pins for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, I wouldn't send them out on the same note. Don't post those all on the same day, kind of spread them out. Yeah. Um, but um, so Pinterest really actually is, totally cool with that they're they encourage that they like that having multiple pins um they have to have the same link however you just need to change the image a little bit yeah um, because it can read that it will not like it if you just pin the exact same pin all the time yeah um so change the image a little bit um and again follow those things of making it super legible very clear beautiful um you know but again don't get too hung up on it it can look can you know be ugly as well but just you need a you also want a caption um that catches people's attention so just a a title that is you know attention grabbing of course you know you don't want to mislead people but Mm -hmm. but you want something that will grab people's attention at the same time you just gotta lean into the clickbait okay so for example here's a good one art supply storage tips for traveling she has another pin that says art supply storage ideas for traveling like just slightly different, different photo, but mostly the same format. And it's great. And then you click on it and it says nine plus best travel art supplies for painters. How great is that? It's simple. I'm like, (laughs) I travel. I'm an artist. I'm clicking on that. Let me just save that. There we go. And, um, (laughs) and it's so good to do slight variations. And these are, these pins, they're like, you know, I'm not going to call them ugly. They're, they're very nice to look at. They match the colors oh, in the backgrounds. <laughs> like some of them you clearly put more effort into than others, but, and I wish I could see the numbers behind these pins, but if you are just viewing them as a, as a user, you won't see any numbers, but I'm like, I wonder which one gets more engagement. I wonder which one gets more. Yeah. Well, shares. what yeah. I can tell you, I so say, I don't have my Pinterest in front of me now, but I, um, a lot of my pins from, kind of my very earliest pins actually do the best um and I think you actually mentioned the beginning of this article how one of your pins from a long time ago does yes well and it's it's a and that's one of the beautiful things about Pinterest is like kind of what you're saying before it's evergreen so it's something Mm -hmm. that it's not like an Instagram or TikTok that actually TikTok lives longer than Instagram but like you know it's like 24 hours and then it's kind of done um and versus Pinterest it's evergreen and and that's what I've been focusing on that's why I kind of disappeared from Instagram (laughs) but this is just it's kind of frustrating but um yeah I've been focusing on evergreen which is Pinterest, YouTube is another one that's evergreen, but mm-hmm. that lives on. So a lot of my oldest pens do really well, um, which is kind of funny, but I, I am trying to get back in, because I mentioned to you um, earlier on, I kind of have been taking a break from Pinterest, um, which goes to show we're still getting a lot of traffic from Pinterest, even though I really haven't done very much with Pinterest at all, like the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, so that's however, like that's, which is, I mean, to say that it's, is amazing um because I don't know many other social medias that are like that you have to kind of be constantly on it um otherwise Mm -hmm. you're gone (laughs) a really common fear I hear a lot from people who responding to the podcast and things like that is I'm afraid to take a break I'm afraid if I stop making content if I stop posting I'm just gonna lose all my traction and have to start over I hear this totally constantly and I'm like Pinterest does the work for you if you're consistent for a little while uh, you can take breaks and still get engagement still get money through these methods and it's don't sleep on it like even if it's slowed down or whatever it's like it's it's really really good and you can reuse these in your 
these images in your emails. You can reuse them on your website. Like they're, you can reformat them to be um, like Instagram posts or whatever. <laughs> totally. Instagram yeah. is like, oh, if you see it, if you're like one of the, I don't know, 60 people who saw my post, it's great. And then it's gone forever unless you look on my feed in which you're going to scroll maybe one time and see maybe 12 images. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Pinterest is better. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What I what I love about the saved pins is that if you click on one of the pins that say Elizabeth has made, you can see what other like groups of pins that other people have saved it to and like um I guess folders and then you get more ideas and you get more things. You're like, oh you want um, you know, winter painting ideas? Well here's a whole folder of them. <laughs> they're they're really, really fun. And some of them are Elizabeth's and some are other people's and it's like it's quite nice and that's it's very fun. Oh, oh thank gosh. you. Yeah, that was kind of a tip that sort of got from just researching um kind of I, I binged listened to podcasts when I was initially starting this bot this um mm. um blog and and I'm I'm actually saying podcast. I did not um well actually I, I did, but that's how it got me into blogging. And I think you know about that. I initially was actually gonna start a podcast. Or that's what Art Life was supposed to be. It was supposed to be a podcast. Yeah. But then I realized that I am very much an introvert and I and doing interviews, I'm not very good at doing interviews. <laughs> and, it, and it was, I just, it was just a little, it was a little hard for me. And so then that's, I got into writing. I was like, you know what? I, it's much easier for me to just write. And it's different for everyone. I think some people, you know, work well with videos, some people podcast, some people write. So it's like everyone, you know, and I think that's, it's good to find what feels more natural to you um yeah so the folders uh, that was a tip that I remember learning from a number of different people mm. by listening to podcasts that were specifically about Pinterest and um and just blogging in general and and it's good to have um different categories and so that's just a tip I think yeah. it helped me enormously it was just listening I binge listened to so many different bloggers just telling what they did and Pinterest people who did well on Pinterest and that was super helpful especially kind of things that were working like right at that moment in time because mm -hmm. it, it does change a little bit some things stay the same but some things um do change a bit some things definitely change so yeah. for example what Elizabeth is talking about she's got like almost 8,000 pins here um and they're not all in one folder that this is called art studio life right it's like oil painting for beginners it's painting tips it's oil painting tips it's watercolor ideas it's floral like um I lost it that's okay it's a uh, like fall painting ideas it's like portrait painting and group painting ideas and so all these little categories she'll fit whatever her pins are in and be like which one does it fit best it's more specific it's more niche it's more likely to get people to click on it this is a fun question. Can you walk me through what a typical week of content creation looks like for you? Yeah, well, if I'll start off with I um I I do I guess I do sort of have a typical um, but it it does sometimes get interrupted my my typical um sort of content creation. That's okay. Week. That's okay. Um, but 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 a typical um kind of week looks like I I do try to have um I my morning time is is when I paint, uh, and that's when I say that I mean I I work on my own um own work that I have. So kind of just. I, I typically like to start my painting time at nine. That's sort of my, I, I, I kind of have morning time that's just to myself before starting work, um, but start painting at nine and then work till lunchtime. And then I do sometimes record myself um, what I'm, what I'm working on, but I, I do try to have separation between my own work and then 
the blogging work yeah. so that I feel more freedom just in my own work. But I, but that said, it's one thing that's beautiful about having kind of this business, this um, blogging business, and then having my own work is that I can uh, reuse, recycle content from just my own work in, and use that as teaching material in my blogging mm -hmm. work. So I do definitely take pictures, sometimes record myself video, and then use that. But so I have my painting, make painting time. And then after lunch, I work on emails. Um, it's a big part of, of everything. Yeah. Um, responding to emails. And then I, um, kind of start, I try to have, get out an article, a new article once a week. So I, I, I try to, um, kind of by Tuesday, kind of earlier in the week, I, have a new article out um, that is is ready at least at the very latest Tuesday ready to be edited and my husband actually edits those so I try to have that ready for him nice <laughs> by Tuesday um, so I typically work on that um, kind of later in that kind of maybe start later in the week and then kind of sometimes over the weekends um, kind of finish it up so it's ready by Tuesday um, but I work on that and then I also um, there's kind of different things um, throughout the year that I'm working on sometimes kind of in the day um, after edit videos on um, a course video, sometimes YouTube video. I have not been consistent with creating YouTube. That's something I will kind of in time just be more consistent about maybe getting out once a week a YouTube video, but I haven't, I'm not there yet, but that's also something just in the week I might work on video editing so I, I feel like everything I work on kind of blog wise, sort of, I feel like my mornings are very consistent, just working on my painting, but mm -hmm. then after the week, the afternoon slash evening just consists of emailing, making content, um, writing articles and making videos, editing videos. And may, maybe it involves the, maybe I'm working on a new course, um, but that's atypical. Um, but that's typically what it kind of, something like that looks like. That's some good structure. It's nice to have your own deadlines. It's nice to have separated work hours between things. I yes. definitely have to like remind myself to take videos of me painting every once in a while. I'm like, ah, I need to, get, where's my phone? I got to take a video. Then I like, Ooh, bye. <laughs> oh, totally. It's, it's something I, I know that often I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot to take a picture of that. And it's like, and that part or take a video and uh -huh. it's like, oh no. And the one of, for me, like one of the, I shouldn't say the worst, you know, there's far worse things, but <laughs> forget to take like a, the, the setup of your still life when you're mm -hmm. showing the paint. Cause so many people are like, oh, what, what were you painting from? You know, the students want to see that, but yeah. Can be hard to remember. <laughs> Don't forget to film it. Keep filming it. I that's right. That's right. <laughs> I stream. Oh. I stream my art on Twitch, and I have a sound effect that just says "Don't forget to film it." That my viewers can press when I so I can like remember to take a video. That's actually phone. really good. I once totally. So <laughs> I was once teaching. Um, this is now a while ago, but I was yeah. doing. Um, I, I, I sometimes with my courses, rarely now, but more, I did more so in the past uh, in, cause they're all my courses are pre-recorded, but I would sometimes do live sessions, mm -hmm. zoom sessions, mm -hmm. but I would record them then for those who weren't able to attend. I forgot to hit the record button on the zoom session and it was, it wasn't fun. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah. Right. Nailing it. Uh, <laughs> Classic. Your, your schedule sounds normal. It sounds like a great, healthy work-life balance. <laughs> Do you have like a time of day where you're just like, okay, it hits six o'clock or whatever, we're done working regardless of what the project is or? I wish. Um, okay. I think that would be a very good thing to have. Um, 
Yeah. I, so I, yes and no. I, I feel around 11, I shouldn't be having the computer anymore out um, and working on stuff. I, I know this sounds like, oh, wow. <laughs> Work really late there. <laughs> That's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, I'm, usually I'm not working till 11, to be honest. That's, that's typically not. I For, for myself, it's, I, I think around nine, I'm like, okay, done. Because, you know, there's... Uh, have have lunch you know after my painting have lunch work on blogging stuff um dinner comes around have dinner um and then and then there's maybe a, a few things kind of afters that want to work on a little bit more yeah um and that's that's not always but sometimes but I feel like my cutoff is kind of more of that but again it's my husband and I went you know when you see the other person working like oh I should also do this okay I need, yeah I, I need to do that because you know as we all know you know just as well as I it never really ends you could always do more um there's mm-hmm. there's never literally never and you there's just always more work for you to do no matter how much you work no matter how long you work so there's I, that that's a hard parts and and I think it is very healthy to have um kind of what you're mentioning like a, a time or okay I don't work anymore and that's, that's something I, I am working on with myself um to kind of have that it's it's part of the artist's I guess lifelong career where we there will never be an end point until we, you know, put down the paintbrush for the last time. It's like, I'm always going to be making more art. And I think that tendency and that like acknowledgement of that lifestyle and then bringing that into content creation is it's easier, but it's also dangerous because it's like the boundary is like, oh, well, you know, I'll just keep going until, until, you know, 40 years have passed and then, (laughs) and then it's over. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And it's, it's kind of just part of it. It's good. It's good. Does your husband's work schedule, is it similar to yours where you try to work together in the afternoons at the same time or? It's it a little different um, because he, because uh, I, I have my, I actually wake up earlier. So, mm-hmm. so I have, uh, and I, I work on um, kind of, I have things that I do before I start painting. Um, but he, uh, he starts kind of with a blog work kind of in the morning, kind of after he wakes up. Um, so that, that, that is one thing that's a little different. Um, so in a way he, he does a little more than I do with the blog because I have my painting, um, that I do, but I, I do use some of those things, um, that I contribute to the blog that add, you know, create teaching material, content around that. Um, so that, so it's a little different in that, but then also very similar because then we are kind of in that afternoon slash evening time where we're both very much kind of working on things. So it's a full-time job and it's it is very it is and it's yeah yeah and it, in a way it's sort of trying at the moment it feels um because we're still in a building up stage with the business um kind of and the goal of this business is to yeah. be able to create more time to paint um and that's always been kind of my whole time now being a painter had been you know cho- choosing jobs doing things based on how much time I can then have to paint um yeah and so that's kind of what all this is about is being able to then um, create that space, create that time. And my husband also, he he is um, he's a musician. He's not a painter, but he's a musician. He's an artist um, in, in different ways. And so for him then to be also to pursue those things, that's kind of both of our goals with that. So I feel like we're sort of, um, we're still in the building up stage. Um, and then in the future, kind of, there will be more of that space, uh, hopefully, <laughs> to be able to create and um, work on projects and those things. It's a great goal. It's 
it's the dream really <laughs> how it, how, it is. It how is. old is how old is art studio life at this point yes so I guess I mean I, I would say about three-ish years all right that tracks around. yeah 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 so, so so it's been a while it's been, been a little while yeah one last good scheduled question. What is your ideal day? So like, say we're like three years in the future. <laughs> what would your ideal be for, you know, both working on your art and working on art studio life or whatever else you've got going on? Yeah, you know, that's, that's uh, so wonderful when you say that my ideal day, because like, I feel like so often I, I don't, you know, uh, the yeah. ideal day doesn't necessarily, there are days when it does happen and oh, that's like at the end of the day, you're like, oh, that was so amazing, that was wonderful. But my <laughs> ideal day uh, is, I, I feel like wake up kind of early-ish and I kind of have time to pray, read my Bible and uh, meditate. And then I actually, so... Um, something I don't share very often at all about just because I, I, it's fun to kind of just Ooh, yeah. something keep to yourself that you do. <laughs> but I am a big believer in having a hobby that has nothing to do with your work or with your painting. And this I is agree. something that I have and I, I, I work on actually in the morning before I even paint. So this is, uh, yeah, and it's for me, it's very fun. Um, so that's something I do. Wait, um, what's your hobby? <laughs> so I actually make my own clothes um oh, shit. I, so, I do <laughs> so cool. I so, well I I haven't yet my entire wardrobe is not as of yet self-made but I actually it's it's now like over time built up and it's really fun so I've been I learned how to sew um so I've been sewing my own clothes and I also I got into knitting during uh the pandemic so like that's it's been, it's been honestly just really fun just like having something working with my hands and something has nothing to do with and there's no expectations it's just purely fun um so I I love that and it's been it's been really fun kind of just learning more about that and such so I do that in the mornings nice. before I, then then I I paint mm-hmm. um as I mentioned before kind of kind of that would be super ideal just kind of from nine have a really good session until maybe one o'clock um really you know be able to concentrate not get distracted yeah. <laughs> session, the break for lunch uh and then um kind of have uh just a good solid again I feel like focus and concentration those are things like then if kind of getting into blo- uh just blogging work emails and mm-hmm. working on that you know having having uh contents that you're writing up and kind of then getting into the evening time and you know, breaking for, for dinner. And, and then I think my ideal day would then kind of after dinner, kind of be done with, with mm-hmm. working on morning work. I feel like that, that would be super ideal. And then, yeah. and then just for relaxing and hanging out and, and then, and then taking the evening to prepare for the next day. Cause I think a lot of kind of having a really great ideal schedule of kind of what you're saying successful schedule is is preparing for the next day kind of you know having things laid Absolutely. out being mentally prepared and kind of knowing what you're going to do because things just go so much more smoothly when you kind of have laid out written out what you're going to do um I am not that organized I'm trying to be but I am not that organized <laughs> yet yeah that is that's extremely dreamy and I love it and I <laughs> I every once in a while I just stop and I'm like what is, what is my ideal day what am I going towards what do I want to be going towards and I'm yeah, like yeah what would be mm-hmm. your ideal day mm-hmm. oh well let's see in the mornings I 
So I am made of hobbies. I, I just, I love hobbies. Hobbies are my yep. favorite thing. I'm like, I'm telling nobody Amen. about this. And, yep. uh, <laughs> and it's great. Um, okay, so I would probably start the morning with gardening because I love plants so much. I'm like an amateur botanist over here and it's you, great. So do you, you have a garden? I have a garden. Have, and oh, I just, that's, that's awesome. That's so cool. It's so fun. I just planted some uh two Japanese maple trees and they're like wee little babies and they're like bright I, coral I color of those trees they're <laughs> so beautiful my my mother had one in her yard and it was just yeah it was magnificent they were a delight and then I would probably um I like to do all of my admin work is what I call it in the mornings okay. actually um okay. so I yeah. like to spend between I don't know 10 and noon with all of my emails and I try to get it done otherwise I just can't stop thinking about it if I'm painting. I'm like, oh, I forgot to email that person back. Oh, I need to talk to my collector. Oh, I need to do this, that, and the other thing. Anyways, so I get that done. It's over with, and anyone else I can respond to the next day. And then I like to paint. Usually it's on Twitch. I like to stream it. Okay. Um, and I'll paint for three hours or so, and then have the evenings off, you know? Go out to dinner with my, with my partner, go watch a movie, take a walk, go roller skating. I like to do that sometimes. It's very fun. <laughs> yeah, that's the ideal day. <laughs> oh, that sounds, I actually forgot to add the exercise part in. So I, yeah, yeah. I would think, yeah, evening, because uh, my goodness, it's it's so, it just opens your mind up so much, but more when you're able mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. exercise. And yeah, that sounds awesome. It's a good day. My uh, yeah. pro tip for artists is if you want to paint for a long time, you should exercise because you have to take care of your body. Okay, that's, that's it. right. You know, that's actually that's <laughs> a really good tip because I mean, it, it really, you know, it, it's so important. And I, you don't think of that as much when you're younger because mm -hmm. of, uh, it's, it's just so absolutely just crucial. And it, and you're, I know for myself, I feel like if I'm not moving or do extra, I feel like a more like a sloth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just feel like, oh, I just, and so just, you just feel better about yourself too. And yeah, all around it's, good. It's top tier. It's top tier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways, those are, those are the ideals. Um, my my very last question for you is, what are some of your big goals or projects coming up? What do you What's next for you and for Art Studio Life? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. Um, so in a way, like I feel like I have a, I have lots of ideas, and like some are not thought out yet. Mm -hmm. um, some are not, I feel like tangible enough to be able to really put in words in a, in a way. Um, but then I have some kind of more concrete things that I, I have plans for goals for. Um, one mentioned um, a bit earlier, just I have a series of books that I, ebooks, um, I should, I should yeah. say, um, that I, I plan to hopefully get out sooner than later and, and uh, haven't yet started to work on them, but I, I will be um, starting to do that sooner. Um, and, and also get out more content that, that's, um, just, it relates to and is desirable for more advanced painters. So that's mm -hmm. something I, I plan to work on more. And I do also have plans for, um, and something I'm, I'm very excited about and I haven't yet started work on, but I do plan to do that kind of coming up, um, and is kind of working on. Uh, I don't know, again, this is something I'm not sure how to put into words. And, sure. I, and it's also really kind of keeping under wraps for now, but working on something that has to kind of uh, bringing my own work kind of more into into play, because that's something I've, I've really kept under 
um, under wraps a bit, kind of, it's very much behind the scenes, kind of, because I haven't yet updated my portfolio site. It's kind of worked from a while ago. Mm -hmm. I've even had people there that I went to a gallery opening a while back in Seattle and met someone that I knew from, from music. Like, Oh, are you, are you still painting? And I was like, uh, yep, it's still painting. <laughs> Let's see. Cause everyone looked at my Instagram. It's like, I haven't really been very active and haven't, haven't been good about posting work, but I, I I'm an extremely active painter. I paint a lot. So I do um, have plans for kind of building up just um, a gallery website and nice. um, creating something like that and doing that. So that's something we'll be working on in a bit um, and kind of building up. So that's a, a project that I have, you know, not to mention just actual painting projects that I that I um, plan to work on and do um, so. That's most excellent. Well, I hope your books go well. I hope your paintings get seen by someone that's not you. And I hope you um <laughs> I hope your projects just go swimmingly. This is this has been great. Elizabeth, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so you can find uh, my portfolio and my my own work at elizabethlarson.com. So that's actually Elizabeth with an S, Elizabeth Larson. And, um, and then you can find my blog at artstudiolife.com. Excellent. And um, you can, if you want, um, you can join my email list um, at artstudiolife.com to learn just more about painting. You can also just join my e email list um, to observe just what I do. Um, if, if you're someone who's maybe interested in doing a blog, a great way to kind of see just how that works is actually to join people's email lists. And that's something I did personally, just to kind of see the, like how they do it and what they do and that kind of thing. So um, feel free to join whatever um, you are interested in. And I look forward to seeing you there. Heck yeah. I think it's very important to sign up for your friends email list whether they say they have a thirty-four thousand email list or it's like a hundred people like mine hey <laughs> and um it's you learn so much about email marketing that way and i'm gonna do a whole episode on email marketing in the future so you can stay tuned for that thank you for chatting with me today well thank you so much for having me it's been a delight and i'm i'm very honored to be on here